Hello, this is the No Wellness Wankery Podcast. My name is Janet of Peace, and we battle the world of weight loss, wankery, wellness, wankery each week with Lindy Cohen. Hi, everyone. And today we're coming back for a little bit of a part three. This is getting excessive, all the parts of this. It's topic. an important topic. It is an important topic. And I think today we wanted to be a little bit more specific, whereas I think the first two episodes we're giving a bit more general kind of thoughts around yes. weight, whereas I think you perhaps have a few questions. Yes. On. So I suppose you've just had your beautiful little girl Charlie and you're feeling I, I can never say plantar fasciitis yeah that's oh right. I got it, got it. Let, I've no. been listening to all the parts um and you're feeling like I'm not feeling great in my body it's sore I can't walk I think I I felt better when I weighed less what was your first steps yeah so I think I, I got to a point where I had my six week checkup with my physio and she was like you um she assessed my abdominal muscles to be like okay cool how much separation you have and then she was like you are safe to resume some exercise and that's the thing I think I did first so I was like okay cool so I'm gonna add in more movements um I think I knew it could impact my weight but it's not the reason I did it. I wanted to feel stronger and I wanted to start moving my body. So what I did specifically for me, and I'm a a mom with two kids, one of them's a newborn and I'm like, (laughs) don't have much time. (laughs) I rolled out my mat, my yoga mat in Charlie's room, my little baby's room. And there's no cot in there yet. So it's kind of just like a blank room and it's messy as hell. (laughs) And I think previous me would have been like, I can't exercise until I'm in this perfect space. Yes. I can't exercise until this room is clean. Yeah. You can. You can. And that's what I'm doing. And I think I used to be like, okay, I'm going to take my mat down to the beach and I'm going to do like some like, no. (laughs) No time for that. I'm in a bit of a, you know, there's dog hair everywhere and I'm, you know, and I do vacuum often, but I've got a, I've got a dog with molts a lot. Anyway, there's dog hair everywhere. There is just like bags that need to be unpacked, but I'm not prioritizing yourself over the mess. Yeah. I'm letting it be imperfect. And I'm also just keeping the mat there. I'm lucky enough that I can just keep the mat there. And I don't know what it is psychologically, but just having the mat there, it's like the room set up. It's like, I don't have to do much. It's also like, if she's sleeping, I can just pop off and do 10 minutes. And I think that's the other thing that I'm doing. My aim is I like to do 20 minutes of Pilates every day. That's what's making my body feel good. And that's what I've been doing since six weeks. And you could be doing that in little chunks. Yeah. I can. Do, and sometimes she'll wake up and <laughs> it takes me an hour to do 20 minutes because yeah. I'm like, you know, feeding her and fluffing and all those kinds of stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing my little 20 minutes and sometimes I want to do 50 minutes and sometimes I'm like struggling through the 20 minutes, but, um, I'm, I'm doing my 20 minutes and I'm doing it with joy and I can't wait to do my 20 minutes. It's like so exciting to me. And I think that's, what's really important here. Um, and I'm just, I'm just getting it done because every day I'm doing it, I'm feeling stronger. I can see my body has shifted. I feel so much stronger that my body shape is changing as a result of doing all this. And, and I'm, my plantar fasciitis is getting so much better because I'm building up my muscle. And I also think this is just, I always want to do Pilates. Yeah. You enjoy it. Yeah. And, um, the other day I got the go ahead to go and start running again for my, I went to my 12 week physio appointment and she said, yeah, you can start doing some jogging. What does that look like? Well, she's like, you should start with maybe a kilometer slow jog. And I was like, okay, cool. This is not 10 Ks. This is not me killing myself. So I went for a, a, I don't want to say a run, but it wasn't a run. It was like a slow 
jog. Um, and I put in some nice music and I was so happy to be out there doing it. This isn't something I feel like I have to do. No one's telling me I have to go and start running. I'm just really excited to start running again. So that's one more. So if you think about Pilates as level one, that was yes. me kind of going, right, we're going to rebuild my core. Um, I don't, you know, it's not about how many calories I'm burning, but I'm just kind of like, that was level one. Now I think about me adding in some slow jogging. This feels like level two. Yeah. So I think sometimes what we do is we we go from like zero to hero. I'm just kind of like, well, we're going to build up these certain levels. And then in several months time, I will have reached a point where maybe I'll, you know, maybe after a year, I'll be fitting back into my pre-maternity clothes again, but we're just adding in those levels. So that's something tangible that I've been doing is, is very much the exercise thing on a daily basis. But the other thing I've been doing and I talked about it in part one is the kind of discomfort that I've been feeling where I don't even know if discomfort is, it is discomfort in a way. I talked about the discomfort of actually feeling like either there's discomfort in feeling pain in my legs when I wake up or there's discomfort in me turning up to do my Pilates every day, which requires some kind of level of discomfort. But I also just think there is choice in it. Um, I know that anytime I want to eat anything I want to eat, I'm allowed to eat it. And as a result that changes how I feel about it. Yes. And now I'm choosing to eat things that maybe allow me to feel a sense of hunger. So this is kind of an interesting kind of idea. Like allowing yourself to feel hunger. Okay. So let's talk about intuitive eating. So intuitive eating is this idea that actually hunger is not scary or awful and hunger is our body's way of letting us know that it needs more energy. I think when you've been dieting for many years, you can really be scared of hunger because yeah, hunger, you, you don't really know what hunger even feels like. Yeah. Or you've given no an extreme hunger. And as a result, you've known that that causes binge eating, or you know that it's a very uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. But I think there is a degree of comfortable hunger where ideally you should feel hungry before every time you eat. Yeah. So that's all I'm doing. It's, it's kind of just me going, all right, let me come back to that principle of going, I'm just going to wait until I feel hungry again. And then I'm eating. So that means that I'm not just waking up and eating because it's breakfast time. I'm going, okay, when am I going to, when am I going to eat? Or after dinner, if I've eaten my dinner and I'm like, okay, well, I'm hungry. So I'm choosing not to eat. What would you say would be the tip for someone who isn't currently a stay-at-home mum, so you don't have the much flexibility to wait until you feel hungry. So like, say example, you wake up and you're going to work, but you're not hungry, mm. but you know, you're not going to, you're going to have meetings. Yeah. So you know, you can't eat. Yeah. Um, I would do lots of experimentation. Yes. So what do you mean by that? Okay, cool. So let's say you're going, I'm, I'm not waking up hungry mm-hmm. and um, it would be more convenient if I ate when I was hungry. Right. So you can adjust what you eat at nighttime. Mm. So let's say you had dinner and then you didn't have snacks at night because you weren't hungry. And then maybe you'd wake up hungry then in the morning. So right. that's an experiment that you can do to be like, play oh, around with the rest of the day. Yeah. How does that make me feel in the morning? Or you could go, right, well, what if I don't eat my breakfast and then I wait until after those meetings, am I ravenous and crazy? And you might do an experiment and be like, either was or I wasn't. I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. But I think we need to kind of go, well, what, so think about this as a phase of experimentation to see how things are going to be feeling differently for you. 
Of course, there's also something you can do is where you just have like a small snack because you're like, but the but if you're not hungry, do you need to have your entire full breakfast that you normally would if you're not actually that hungry? I think sometimes if it makes you feel restricted in any way to go, I oh, I feel like oh, I'm not allowed to have your breakfast. You're allowed to eat whatever you want. Yeah, because there's so much that's still stuck in my body of like, my brain of like you have to have a proper breakfast. <laughs> like what I don't know what a proper breakfast is, but sometimes if I just get have like a banana or something and then I'm like, oh, I haven't really had breakfast and then that plays in my brain being like then I have to have breakfast. But it's like I also randomly could be having a not-so-hungry day so I could have a banana and then I'm fine until lunch randomly that's just what's happened for that day. Mm, I think becoming aware of those thoughts is really, really key. That's so interesting to know and just challenging that idea of going, well, and sometimes what might happen is if you don't have your breakfast in the morning, you might go, I'm really hungry at lunch and your lunch becomes like a brunch. Yes. And that's cool too. So what that might mean is if let's say you have a bigger lunch, maybe what you eat for dinner is slightly less because you're not as hungry for dinner or maybe you're more hungry. I guess all I'm saying is think about this as like a period of going, I'm going to experiment, but we're not going to be scared of feeling a little bit comfortably hungry. I'm not talking about, I want to punch someone in the face hunger. Yeah. We're not getting hangry. No hangry. No, thank you. But just like, oh, I'm ready to eat. I would like to eat now as opposed to just eating by the clock. And for me, I was noticing that I was doing a lot of non-hungry eating after dinner simply because- it was delicious and mm-hmm. it is. And I, I I know I could eat ice cream anytime I want or whatever, but I just find like after dinner, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not actually hungry. So let's not do that. That already makes a big difference in my life for my body. Um, but I can only do that because I don't feel restricted by the idea of not eating that. And I think that's what's so important. And what I think my fear about talking about this is if that someone is too early in the stage, they haven't created that healthy enough relationship with food and their body yet. And they go, well, okay, well, I'm just not going to eat after dinner. No, that's a diet rule. The difference between a diet rule and something that feels supportive and enjoyable and like a choice, it's hard to tell where does that stop or start, but it's how does it make you feel in your body? Yeah. I was going to say, it's how you make you yourself feel from what you're doing. Cause like, I know for example, me, there's a lot of times if it's like the weekend or I'm out or even sometimes during the week, it doesn't matter just because it's the weekend, any day of the week, sometimes I just feel like an ice cream after dinner. I'm not hungry, but I want the ice cream. But choosing to eat when you're not hungry is something you can do at any time, but it's something you don't need to choose to do every day. Yeah. And if you want to do it every day, do it every day. And yeah. if you choose that you'd like to go through a phase where you don't do it every day, this is all your choice. No one cares what you eat. Okay. No I one think, cares. I think, you know, all this time you're like, oh, I shouldn't have an ice cream. If you, if that's what's in your mind, I shouldn't eat an ice cream. Then you know what? That sounds like a diet rule to me. Yeah. I know what I'm saying is so blurry and murky because it's all about how you relate to that idea in your mind. So but it just, is blurry and murky. And, let, and let's allow a little bit of blurry and murky because I know food rules are very easy because they tell us what we're allowed to do or not allowed to do. But I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm going through a phase where I'm not eating sugar. No, I know any time – you, know, you should see my freezer. It's filled with ice creams. But because I know any time of the day I can I like stroll on over to my freezer and grab an ice cream, I don't know. It's, just, it's always there for me. So I'm, I'm just choosing not to. So in terms of food and eating, have you just kind of – eaten the same way through your whole pregnancy and now you're just doing the same thing now or now that you're feeling like you want to lose a little bit of weight, are you changing in what you're eating at all? Yeah, I I think I I certainly have. Um, I think I was doing a bunch of just like 
eating stuff because it was in front of me. And mm-hmm. I think I've just become a bit more mindful about what I am eating. So like, I don't want to do like a whole day on a plate kind of thing, but I'm just like, what do I actually need to feel satisfied yeah. and full in this meal? Not, and um, I think like, let's say I go out for to a restaurant and I'm like, all right, what am I going to eat? I am going, well, what has the most vegetables and what's going to make me feel good? Okay. So that's a question. Okay. So, <laughs> When you're doing intuitive eating, you have a choice of what do I feel like eating? That's question one. And question number two is knowing I can eat anything I want, but what's going to make me feel good. Yes. And so the perfect fusion is when both of these questions can kind of, they fall in love and they meet and they have a baby. And the answer- You had a baby. I did have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And and then you end up with the outcome. As a result, I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm going to like order something. I'm like, I do feel like the salad. I feel like the salad because it's what I want to eat because it's going to help me get my vegetables, but it's also what's going to leave me feeling best after this. Okay. That's two really good questions. It's not about what I need to take away from my food or take away from the meals. It's what do I feel like eating, but also what's going to make me feel good. And what can I add in? Yes. Adding in. Okay. So I'm very much in a bit of like a veggie crusade. Now, I'm like, okay, cool. I love this crusade. So thank you. Um, I, I, I kind of like looked at what I was eating and I was like, I, I don't have enough whole grains. I don't have enough legumes. I don't have enough vegetables. And I don't think I'm hitting my fruit targets. So this is like, okay, cool. So let's try and get those things. And so what it ends up for me is I tend to like, I like to have a really big hearty salad for lunch, but like lots of veggies, lots of stuff. It's such an easy way to, to get it all in. It is, but it's freaking tasty. It tastes delicious because we have... Beautiful salad dressing. We have the fun shit. We have fun stuff in there. <laughs> the good salad dressing with the yummy oil and the sugar added to it. I have all the stuff loaded. There is the carbohydrate in my salad. There yep. is all this kind of stuff. Um, and that, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm doing. And if I get hungry in the afternoon, I'm having a snack, but I'm just I'm waiting until I get hungry. I'm not like, oh, it's snack time and this is when I eat. And as a result, sometimes I don't have a snack in the afternoon and sometimes I have two, three snacks. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about this idea that I think what a lot of people end up doing is they don't eat proper meals. They just snack. So it's yep. like lunchtime and snacks are way yummier than eating a meal can sometimes be there are so much easier. And so I'm also in this habit of I'm eating meals. Yeah. Sometimes if you aren't like feeling lazy, snacks are a lot easier to whip together, yeah. grab than like thinking about what am I committing to a full meal? And research is showing us that we are eating more snacks and we're, and people aren't cooking and they're not doing meals. So that is something I'm doing. I'm like, okay, well, what am I, I'm actually preparing myself solid meals and I'm eating enough at those meals. Yes. So, okay. Waiting until I get hungry. Then I have something substantial and satiating. And then I wait until I feel hungry again. And that might be dinner time if I've had a big lunch, right? Yeah. There's a big difference in what we do when we go on a diet is we go, well, I'm, this is how many calories I'm allowed at this meal. I'm allowed 350 calories. And then you stand there and watch the clock until the time that you've allowed for your next snack. Yeah, because that, that, that lunch that you allowed yourself to have wasn't nearly enough to take away that hunger, no. to make you feel emotionally and physically satisfied. And therefore you can't wait till those afternoon snacks come around. You're thinking about them, watching the clock, as you said, and then you're allowing yourself to have 100, 200 calories. You have an idea of how many calories you're allowed. No, no, <laughs> not Big that. Fat no, <laughs> no. What we're doing is we're waiting until we feel hungry. We're eating something truly substantial. That's making our hunger mute 
that's helping us feel emotionally satisfied. And then you simply waiting until you get hungry again and becoming curious about when that actually is. Okay. I think I've got the steps here. And I think the biggest thing as well, you're doing all this without loathing the body you're currently in. So important. So important. I find that we have this idea that we can hate ourselves into a version of ourselves that we like. We absolutely can't. Um, I think we take better care of something that we like and love. And I, especially I'm, I'm heavier now than I have been in a long time because I just gave birth to a beautiful baby. <laughs> but I don't look in the mirror and hate the cellulite. Yeah. I can see where I'm thicker and juicier and I got my bits, but I'm not hating on her. I'm like, okay, cool. You're, you're lovely. And I, I'm, I'm just practicing reminding myself that that's not my worth. It's a lot. You, if you can go listen to the episode, um, I think it's 13 ways of loving your body. It's a podcast episode. We have another yep. wellness wankery. Go I'll put it in the that. show notes. Yes. Because that is a very handy thing. I'm definitely practicing those skills. Whenever I feel like I'm doubting my body, it's a really important key. Any other questions that you have about specifics that I'm doing? Oh, um, I'm not drinking alcohol. Yes, this is another part. Yeah, that is another thing that I'm doing. And that is totally irrespective of weight. Like all these other things, they are irrespective of weight. But I'm doing it because of my anxiety. We're going to have another podcast episode about that. Yes, we'll talk about that next week. And that is a change. That can have an impact. So all these little things that you're doing that you're adding into your life to making your health better, these can all have a natural flow and effect to your weight. Everything sounds like just all little micro habits, not some big food group that needs to be removed. (laughs) Absolutely. Can I do it for the rest of my life? Absolutely. Allowing a comfortable level of hunger, not counting calories, not controlling what needs to go in every meal. Can we just quickly talk about like the protein obsession? Yes. There's like a bit of obsession about like how perfectly you need to balance every single meal. So people like you have to have your protein, your carbohydrate and your, your fat in every single meal. And I think that takes away from the what do you feel like and what will make me feel good. Yeah, Because not always you feel like this huge hunk of chicken breast in everything. Yeah. An experiment. Once mm. again, come back to this idea. If I ate this for lunch, a sandwich for lunch, for example, salad, no protein, how does that make me feel? If I ate some tofu noodle thingy, how does that make me feel? We're just running micro experiments to be like, listen, if I had a high protein, if I had a high carb, whatever, what makes your body feel good? So go through a phase of becoming curious about all these things. I don't think we need to follow arbitrary rules. Um, I think, you know, of course there are certainly some people who are maybe not getting enough protein, but I don't think going for these highly processed protein powders is the way. I think you just, to be honest, if you're adding that in, on top of your diet, you're kind of just adding in calories. Yeah. Like let's say you probably already have enough protein. Yeah, exactly. It was like people like, Oh, I have to have a protein shake after I exercise. Well, you could also just have a glass of milk or, you know, you could also just wait until you get hungry. Maybe you're thirsty. If you're an athlete, go for it. Have a bit of protein shake. (laughs) I don't know about you. I'm not an athlete doing my 20 minutes of Pilates. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for answering those questions. I feel like it is a hard topic to talk about. Um, in terms of wanting to lose weight and the steps to lose weight, but not needing to lose weight. Yeah, it's so yeah. nuanced. And can I just end with saying, if anything I'm suggesting feels restrictive to you, wherever you are in your relationship with food journey, ditch it, F it, screw it. Your body is the master. I really want you to go. What Sometimes what feels restrictive to some person 
doesn't feel restrictive to another. So you need to be the gatekeeper on doing only things that that don't feel restrictive or controlling to you. That's very important. That is very important. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like to, if you like the podcast, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you or message Lindy Nude underscore nutritionist, and we'll chat to you next time. Hey, I've got a question for you. Does binge eating feel like your dirty secret? And are you sick of trying to be good, but falling off the bandwagon and losing control around food? If so, I can help. Binge Free Academy teaches you how to beat binge eating and feel in control around food giving you doable evidence-based strategies. You'll get lifetime access to 30 practical step-by-step video lessons, 12 group coaching calls with me, and become part of my Binge Free Academy community for life. As a recovered binge eater, I get it. I know there's no quick fix or one-stop shop for binge eating. And so that's why I want to give you the ongoing support and care you need and deserve. And I'm so confident it will help you that I'm offering you a 30-day money-back guarantee. So no risk or reward. You can take control over your food and your life. And I think it's the best investment you'll ever make towards reclaiming your life, your health, and your happiness. To learn more about Binge Free Academy, you can click the link in the show notes or go to lindycohen.com slash binge-free-academy.